Ciroc. Ciroc. Cyrano de Bergerac. Being red lines in real time. This does explain why Vincent Castle had that massive nose prosthetic. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? On your screen. Some kind of program about a Westworld on TV. Well, it doesn't sound like anything to me. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. And this doesn't sound like anything to me. The third best Westworld podcast covering the third and final season of Westworld? Absolutely not. It was renewed for another season. Do you honestly believe that we're going to still get that season? Do you really think that considering these trying times amidst we are in, <laughs> that they will get a third, uh, a fourth season of Westworld done before the world collapses in on itself? I think that we saw a map for what season four of Westworld could look like in the Parks and Rec filmed from home. <laughs> Listen, there's there's too many canceled cast members for me to enjoy that show anymore. I have to say, uh, they did an excellent job of recapturing the tone, given that they filmed it at home with... I mean, it was, it was absurd what they accomplished. But that is not the show that... <laughs> all right, all right tell me, it. tell me, tell me, tell me. Was this a good show? Ivan. Was the third season of Westworld a good show? This was an incredible episode of television. <laughs> This was so good. I want you to tell me if the third season of Westworld is good. Did you catch? I stop avoiding the question. Stop avoiding the question. I want you to answer me. Yes or no. Was the third season of Westworld good? I would say yes right now. I'm incredibly high after watching that very good episode. (laughs) Why can't you just say yes? Why do you have to couch it like I would say yes right now? And by the way, I don't like that you're incredibly high. Just because I am running for president doesn't mean (laughs) I can't say yes or no about various questions. Absolutely. I want it to be on the record right now what does red scott think about season three of westworld i mean i i can't know until i ask lena dunham and gary goldman oh okay that promo <laughs> was, was jarring. insane I, I was, the uh, fact that they brought bill maher in to be like you can be even more of an asshole if you want that I, if you google bill maher right now they're doing heavy promo for him like and it's and it's a poster where he's colored like uh shepherd fairies obey giant yes and why is that happening i think he caused covid19 that poster <laughs> makes me very suspicious of him for reasons that i can't quite understand i i mean honestly i'm gonna I have mean, to watch this season again to fully appreciate it but this was a banging episode of television and i'm glad i watched the third have, season uh, <laughs> I'm glad I watched it is the most damning with faint praise I've ever heard. <laughs> ever heard. Do you think that the, the, that Westworld got bad because they left uh, the park? And instead of being a uh, weird Western-themed science fiction show, it just became a science fiction show? One of my actual notes in this is that this should have been the end of season two, episode two. Like, I don't know how we got... <laughs> like, I like the position the show is in now and they took so long to get there. I don't know why they think they need to belabor certain points the way they think they do for anybody to get it. I still don't know most of what happened. I know that 
Dolores is dead? Uh, which, which, which I think it's, it, it's definitely going to make season four significantly more affordable. <laughs> but I feel like if they just kill one of th- every season, they kill their most highest paid actor. I mean, I think their, their basic plan about being able to fund future seasons is that eventually if they keep delaying the next season, host technology will be real and it'll really <laughs> cut down on actors. <laughs> You're saying that now, but uh, I believe one of the plans to reopen Hollywood was host. What, what do you mean Hollywood? Like the city of Hollywood? Yes, to reopen a uh, film production. <laughs> They're going to get actual hosts. So this is season three, episode eight, Crisis Theory, directed by Jennifer Getzinger. By the way, by the way, it's time for some Crisis Theory. Yeah, did you look up Crisis Theory on Wikipedia? No. Let me guess. It's 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 what happens when you have to deliver a third season of a prestige <laughs> sci-fi show and you don't have any ideas in the can. It's a very long Wikipedia page short version. Uh capitalism bad generally attributed to Marx. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that we've all co- I think at this point when capitalism has so horrifically failed uh this country uh that is so explicitly uh the uh big wet dream of capitalism, uh we can say Capitalism has failed. <laughs> and maybe Marxism is going to be the next chapter of Westworld. <laughs> Somebody so literally take what was typed down. Who whoever does the watch slash ing on a poster? Who does that except for when it automatically happens because of word processors? Who Who's watching the watching? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's, it's a tie-over into HBO's Watchmen. I also... There are some pretty explicit Fight Club references that we're going to get to in a little bit. And also, I think, a Bourne Identity reference at, at one point. This, this episode, I caught so many things in this episode. Before we get into it, we need to know what happened previously on Westworld. Excuse me, but did I just get an insane promo from various HBO stars, <laughs> including goddamn Bill Maher and Lena Dunham, about it's okay to not feel okay? Like, I understand on a marketing level, but every execution of this idea makes me want to die. <laughs> ah, the first victim, the fly. <laughs> See, this is what happens when white feminism meets the robot industrial complex. Bernard, just tell us who your dead kid is. Oh, look, Tony Hopkins, who uh, has been priced out of appearing on the show. Would you be the Paragon or the Renegade? Honestly, I think the fact that the show has so much outright sci-fi action is a symptom of them not taking it as seriously, which I don't know if I want them to take it too seriously. (laughs) But man, this season has been something. And finally, I think the new Jump the Shark should be uh, exploded the EMP. (laughs) And that was previously. And that was previously on, on Westworld. <laughs> this episode was bang- Did you at least enjoy this episode? Did you have a good time watching season three, episode eight? Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you had made me watch this maybe on like a Monday or a Tuesday, but the fact that it's the weekend and I literally had second breakfast at 6 p.m. and had to force myself to not be asleep on the couch uh, 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 did uh, make me enjoy this episode less. Literally, my entire thought process was I could be doing bong rips and just sticking my head in front of the air conditioning right now. (laughs) I... Uh, made a 24-hour tri-tip sous vide that today really, really was the capper 
on an excellent day. It was so fucking good, man. I, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Great food, great television. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I don't know if this is just me and the mindset I'm in right now. I don't have time for prestige TV title sequences right now. How are they still happening? When Aaron How? Sorkin created the perfect title sequence of Studio 60, which was just bump. And then they went into the episode. I don't know why anybody did anything else going forward. After that show was such a huge and critical success. <sighs> Some people see the ugliness, the disarray. I was taught to see the beauty. I was taught a lie. Okay, that would have been a great COVID promo. <laughs> that would have been a much better COVID promo. <laughs> I, I would absolutely have been more comforted by that. <laughs> we need more COVID promos coming from... Um, Westworld hosts, and also just normal cuts out of actual episodes of Counterpart, wherein millions of people died from the flu. So that, there, there, uh, I, I tweeted this into our feed, but there's a 10-minute episode of, I think it's a Planet Money podcast, where they ask Justin Marks, like, hey, how do you compare the current reality to the one you created where a bunch of people died? And it is good publicity for Justin Marks, but a weird thing to be hearing <laughs> I, I, I really can't deal with anything that's like, hey, somebody who made a fictional TV show about a plague, can you give us comfort in this time of plague? I, I, like, wh why do you guys keep going back to the contagion writer? I do, ha I do have to give Justin Marks a lot of credit because he was like, yeah, my number one takeaway is I don't find this element funny anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I no longer find a fictional plague to be a, a, a fun uh, science fiction genre story point anymore so we cut to dolores next to the emp i've died many times but there is only one real end season three episode eight of westworld <laughs> yeah yeah I, 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 and I, why did they give us the westworld clip show experience why are there so many fucking clips why was this episode an hour and fucking 20 something minutes and there were extra clips it was disrespectful anybody who's been watching this show has obviously rewatched the previous two seasons multiple times and we don't need it I, I love that even with all of the clips that they showed us, they didn't show us fucking uh, uh, Clifton Collins Jr.'s character at all to remind That's us a great who point. he was whatsoever. Like, Every time that they've been like, we're going to bring back a character and you're going to be like, what? I'm like, you need to remind me who this person is. Ivan, there's, I have to, they play another name game with a character. They don't make it that explicit, but it's a big one. Did you, did you catch oh, a big? No, Dude. what was it? So... There's a character who has a supercomputer reading him his lines in real time. What is that character's name? Fucking Soccer Blue. Ciroc. Ciroc. Cyrano de Bergerac. Ciroc. Being read lines in real time by a supercomputer. This does explain why Vincent Castle had that massive nose prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I, I picked up so many things I in this episode. This it was I wild. Hate this show. Why is this show so dumb? It was, and it was one of those I absolutely did not get it when it's like, oh, he had the thing. He's like reading the line said to him, and I'm like, oh, he did a Cyrano de Bro. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe I they did it. So much. I hate it so much. So we get a lot of uh, Caleb. Also, on Go ahead. Uh, also, interestingly. Uh, fucking, uh, 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 Caleb somehow, uh, uh, knows to scoop out Dolores' fucking brain pearl with a melon baller, which he happens to have on him at that point. 
right and out. they're ready to right go. Right out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there is a lot. I, I did guess last episode. I said they're gonna exp- there's going to be a reason that Caleb's the guy. They're not just going to make it arbitrary because he was nice to her one time. It turns out it's because he was nice to her twice. <laughs> <laughs> that... I cannot believe that it all came down to a guy making the binary choice of not fucking or fucking the robot. I have always maintained that there is only one binary choice that any human male makes at any point, <laughs> and it is fucking the robot or not fucking the robot. It's sometimes a metaphorical choice. Sometimes it's a metaphorical robot. But at all times, all men have to contend with the idea of whether or not they will fuck the robot. By the way, I would not fuck the species from species. <laughs> Why not? Because you kill me. Also, she has tentacles coming out of her nipples. What? What is that? What is the first one slowed you down ever? <laughs> first of all, listen, n- none of them were successful. I mean, yeah, but it could be you, Ivan. <laughs> it could be yours. So I have to ask: this show, much like Devs, deals with determinism, and they're both badly. shows badly. Yeah, both, both of these shows-, shows deal with determinism badly because they don't uh, expound on. Uh, uh, the fact that even a- every single choice is predetermined because there is only one timeline and we do not have access to the f- future of that timeline to be able to break it, except when one character finally does get access to the future of that timeline and breaks it. Anytime somebody's doing a show or a movie that involves determinism and their solution is that somebody try harder or care <laughs> to fix determinism, I just want to tell them that is a basic misunderstanding of what determinism is. It's not <laughs> lethargy. It's not. It's a moral failing on our part. It's not we, apathy. We just do not try hard enough and therefore we are not able to break the constraints of space time. There was a more nuanced understanding of determinism in Wolf Hall. <laughs> where oh, did one of the wolves not eat the queen? <laughs> I'm the, where they're explicitly uh, either Catholic or recently Catholic. <laughs> so Armand, Stubbs, and William at the gas station. Uh, Armand uses okay. his fighting button, which I had honestly forgotten about. So Jeffrey Wright and Ed Harris having the ultimate battle of the uh, great dramatic actors forced into dumb prestige uh, genre TV shows. I fucking love it. Okay, can we talk about William's entire arc? Because he he not a robot. No, no. Well, this he version isn't. This version is I not. I hate. I hate that the entire time they were like, is he a robot? And they were like, no, he's not a robot, but this guy is. But now he's a robot. I hate that so much. I mean, there is Nolan's law, which I'm coining right now, which means the longer Westworld goes on, the the probability that any character is a robot goes to one. (laughs) Uh, The SFPD rolls up, and this is actually what happens whenever the SFPD sees a black person. Absolutely. I mean, when they move to those masks, like these are not futuristic. They they in, they involve these like ten years ago, and they're terrifying. <laughs> those those that fucking that fucking picture uh, of the cops in full assault gear at the Super Bowl fucking experience thing is still one of the most dystopian pictures I've ever seen. So the the big party as you I, you were in town, right? Still, had you moved? I don't think I was. Okay, so they built. The big like party area, it was on, I forget, it was like Howard or Mission and 5th-ish, like, and towards the, uh, towards the bay from there. And Lauren worked in a building around there. And from her building, looking down, she could see snipers. <laughs> uh, America's insane. 
It's not good. America is the most bananas-ass country in the world. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, yeah, the militarization of cops is not something that's going to go down. It's not it's good. Not. The militarization of the police force in America is bad. Why couldn't we have gone the other way and got the military really into donuts? <laughs> this knowledge is spreading the wrong way. And how disappointed were you to realize that Lawrence is a cop? Given a choice, he became a cop. That's the thing. Fucking every every single person uh, uh, who you think is going to uh, be cool and uh, have good politics eventually turns out to be uh, the heir to the Macy's fortune. So they give him a suitcase. Um, and I don't, in this modern era, a suitcase is just always bad news. Uh, also... Fucking Lawrence uh, gives him a, a a scrap of paper, which I feel like at this point, a, a scrap of paper has to be worth like $1,000. <laughs> Great point. Also, yeah. uh, I did freeze frame it. The address is very legible, like shockingly so. Mm-hmm. And it is 22713 Ravens Road, Los Altos Hills, California. Did you immediately look it up? I mean, I just pulled it up right now on Zillow. Four million, five bed, three bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely! They, uh, uh, I, I fucking love that they just get like random LA homes that are so incredibly fancy to film in. I just went like, did one of the producers like need his home advertised? He's like, I bet I can get it juiced if you write it down on that piece of paper. <laughs> so we have divergences everywhere, which should not be surprising since they let mm-hmm. out all of the outliers. Uh, they should have. I'm very sad that they didn't get a Malcolm Gladwell cameo. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't get a Malcolm Gladwell cameo. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, and this episode would have been 10,000 hours long. <laughs> so Caleb rolls up to the riot on his bike. To break in, he must do the impossible. Pair his cell phone with third-party devices on Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, uh, he opens up all of these. Uh, uh, is there anything more satisfying than opening a large padlock uh, on a one of those, like, Big chains, one of those big chain, like loops of full of chains that you're just like, oh, you just like grab it and you just tug it down a little bit. Oh, feels so satisfying. It's great. All of the doors in my house that I just have that instead of actual doorknobs. <laughs> I just have a chain <laughs> through a loop that I can pull. Yeah, uh, and then he finds a robot Dracula coffin. I was going to say it's a casket sized pelican case, presumably <laughs> containing a contrabass saxophone. <laughs> and I love that the I love that the uh, robot package still had the factory seal on it. Say, so you know, it's good. Nobody's tampered with it. Yeah, they 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 took it right out of the sous vide. They haven't cut it open. It's ready to go. <laughs> I have to ask: Did you know it was Dolores? Did you have a guess who it was going to be before they cut it I, open? I I assumed it was going to be another Dolores, but I didn't know it was the previous metal Dolores that we saw. I, I there was a taupe Dolores. There was a solid moment where I was just like, it's going to be him in there. It's going to be him in there. Caleb's a host. <laughs> and that's his old human body. Uh, uh, and I do, love, I do love when it was just like fucking Evan Rachel Wood with her fucking face exploded. And he's just like, he's just like push, pulling the pearl next to it. And she's going like, snap, snap. Give me that pearl. Give me that pearl. <laughs> it's like, you want to fuck this robot? You want to you stick your dick directly into her pearl hole? I mean, the least believable part of Westworld is that you could have a robot face with seams in it that would make all the seams disappear. Uh, clearly, they did not watch Charlie Kaufman's stop-motion an- animation movie, Animalisa, which had very <laughs> not visible a good movie. seams. Had very visible <laughs> not seams. Not a good movie. <laughs> I, a movie that I kick-started. <laughs> Are you happy that you funded your Charlie Kaufman wants to fuck a lady uh, uh, movie? 
I didn't, aren't they all? I didn't know that's what it was going to be. <laughs> it's a Charlie Kaufman movie. I was like, you adaptation is fun. Kaufman, if it's Charlie Kaufman, if if all old fucking uh, white guy screenwriters had their druthers, every single movie would be about how uh, young, vibrant women want to fuck old uh, uh, persnickety film writers. Man, it's crazy this book about this young nubile co-ed who wants to sleep with their Tweety professor. <laughs> By the way, did you hear about that Quibi show that's a uh, 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 thinly veiled uh, show uh, about uh, Dan Harmon's uh, girlfriend uh, discovering that he has a sex doll? I hate that. Yeah. I haven't it's heard that. It's the one no. that stars Anna Kendrick. I have not. I, have you looked at a Quibi? Why would I Quibi? Why would I? All I know about Quibi is that it is immediately tanked harder than anyone could have ever believed. And it... It does bring me a lot of joy because I, I, I hate stupid media ventures that produce more media than is needed. And also fucking the idea of people uh, watching uh, badly uh, formatted uh, YouTube-worthy content on a dedicated iOS-only platform is a hilariously dumb idea to me. I, I did enjoy that when they were pitching it, they were like the morally bankrupt CISO. That felt, <laughs> that felt accurate to me. <laughs> I mean, the whole point it exists is because there's like some loophole in the like. Yeah, they they, they got a loophole that if any show uh, with credits is less than ten minutes, it doesn't count as a full show. And so they spent ten billion dollars that they could have just you know paid actors and catering staff. Yeah, it, uh, instead they basically flushed it down the toilet uh, for no reason, to, so that they can have a show starring Anna Kendrick about Dan Harmon's thinly veiled sex life. <laughs> I am so mad that I know about that because of you. I'm I'm mad that I was told about it. So it is Dolores, um, and it, it is always gross when you feed a host a brain ball. The weird, like, suckling like, uh, noise and, that and they I, have I, in the tendrils. And, 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 and I hate that it just pulls it in automatically. I wish that there, it had, like, sucked it, it, like, pushed it back out and been like, reinsert, reinsert. So I'm surprised that it takes us this long to get that the military was training their people on hosts, because of course they would. Yeah, so it turns out that the war was fake? No, I, I don't think the war was fake. I think they trained... No, the war was fake. Were they that explicit about it? Was the war fake? I didn't think it was. I thought they were training them on hosts. Because I know that they, they sent them to War World. Yes, they did send them to War Because they explicitly World. said it was part five. They did say it was part five, yes. Yes. Um, so I think that all of his wars were fake do, do you think or did he actually get sent to a non-fake war place My that place where he was tagging the was the place where he was tagging the fucking uh, uh no that was also fake war world no I'm, my understanding is that this was this was training before he went yes. to actual war okay that is i could be wrong i have been wrong before but listen i picked up a lot in this episode i'm feeling very <laughs> smart right now yeah and uh i immediately noticed that uh tao Komodo was there uh, and I was like, oh, War World. Absolutely War World. Yes. So there's a reason I chose you. The line where she says, that night in the tunnel, was there, wasn't there something you wanted from me? Would you care if I didn't have this face? Fucking thank you. This is Finally. Th- this was an actual very strong point that is never made in these type of movies or TV shows. And I fucking... Loved that she brought it up, and you could just see him being like, I, th- I, th- I thought we weren't going to talk about that. The eternal question that Ex Machina attempted to answer, do you fuck the robot even if it's not a hot lady? It's, I don't remember that part of Ex Machina. 
Yeah, the part where she, when she, when he was like, yeah, the fucking I designed that face based on your pornographic preferences, and and they see that hall of faces, and it's like, would you fuck that robot if it wasn't a hot lady? Would you want to fuck the robot if it wasn't a hot lady? Tell me, Red. I am attracted to riot control, so that kind of mixes <laughs> how I feel about these various. Robots. Wow, you're into BBWs. <laughs> <laughs> the the rubbery human flesh her when when she's pulling she's it on like, <laughs> it's very cool but when she's just like waving it around i would have enjoyed if she just used it to like slap him in the face i challenge you to a duel that would have been <laughs> she puts it on the wrong way it's like oh wrong arm <laughs> it's just like ah, hit the inside of the hand my fingerprints are backwards yeah uh also i love that i love that he fucking chained her to the wall like that would do anything <laughs> That is one of the most inconsistent parts of this is how strong are various hosts? Uh, the metal prototype host is supposed to be strong. It is definitely strong. Yeah. That part that part came across. I, I felt it felt very overdue, especially Maeve. Like when she turned her pain down and turned her smartness mm-hmm. up and all of that, like I felt like she should have been weirdly fast and very strong. Mm-hmm. And there needs the to people be that built our world shared one assumption. Everybody wants to fuck the robot. And they were mostly right. They got a lot. Everybody wants to. Everybody gets bad about mad about the corner cases, but by and large, most people want to fuck the robot. Most people want to fuck the robot. (laughs) I have to say, so we get William in the lobby with some new guy who's like his money manager. I want to be rich enough. You you want to skip over? uh, Free will does exist. It's just fucking hard. One of the most infuriating lines I've ever heard. I thought I think I thought I covered that. (laughs) <laughs> that was the moment where i Such yelled at my infuriating line that was that was the moment where i yelled at my tv delorean really has delores really has turned i can never forgive her for this <laughs> that's the thing uh, it, it's not really hard it's impossible because we don't know what we're actually going to do because we don't have access to the space-time continuum L- listen if you want free will just will just do an extra 10 squats a day <laughs> break causality keep your carbs under 25 maintained if you want free will you have to bake break basic causality <laughs> so this new guy i need to be rich enough that nobody asks about my blood splattered clothes when i show up at a business meeting I, that's how rich i want to be that even covered in blood a white guy can get served anywhere <laughs> That was it. It never even comes up, even as like yeah. a parting question. Like, oh, by the way, why the blood? Who the blood? I I love it. I'm gonna save the world. And that the guy is just like, all right, well, let's figure this out then. I I mean, it's, in my version, it if you read the subtitles, it actually said, oh, like Ozymandias in HBO's Watchmen. <laughs> so Sorak and Maeve, someone extracted the Dolores brain before we could. Uh, they assume that Caleb. Got something from Solomon. I'd been presuming that Solomon gave him half a baby. I assume <laughs> that that's what's on that drive the whole time. I need the Sector 17 data more than ever. Fucking, is that not classic generic European science fiction bad guy dialogue? Vincent, he is so effectively evil just in his face. <laughs> There's just something about his face where it's like it's all pointy and all of the point it's all the points lead to evil. If I showed up at a country manor and Vincent Castle was there, I would leave immediately. <laughs> no good is coming from that. Can I ask you, so the thugs, thanks to the Rico app and Dolores, start calling Caleb Sir? Yeah, because she hired all the thugs. Did that feel she- very Tyler Durdney to you? 
Like this, it felt very Project Mayhem as they're literally trying to destroy the structure of capitalism to have the world start from its base. It, it did feel like she went to the menu screen and was just like fucking tapping generate unit, generate unit, generate unit over and over. I mean, I, I expected them to say his name is Robert Paulson at some point. I just wanted to hear one zug zug. Okay, I, this is my last Fight Club point. At, this episode ends with buildings exploding as two people watch it fall down and it plays Brain Damage by Pink Floyd as opposed to the end of the Fight Club where they watch buildings exploding and they listen to Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. This is, these are explicit yeah, Fight dumb. Club references. This is a dumb show that is basically repackaging uh, pieces of uh, media that we've all seen before and is itself a reboot of a previous piece of media that we've seen before. Truly, there is nothing original. I Again, I enjoyed this show a lot. <laughs> this was a very good episode of television, and I, think, and I think you're not enjoying it just despite me. Can you say that season three of Westworld was good? I'm getting closer to being able to say it than I was at the beginning of this episode. Charlotte Hale shows up. She is off her rocker. She took the death of mm-hmm. Hale's family hard. And again, as far as things that don't resonate for me with this season, it's just uh, the idea that taking a consciousness and implanting it into a different body changes that consciousness so fundamentally so quickly. Oh, oh, you're not one of those people who is like uh, the mind. Is, uh, you're one of those people who's like the mind is a completely separate thing from the body and the body is useless to the mind. No, I, I think that's a ridiculous comparison i would say that, that it probably changes you but it probably takes i don't know let's say six months or so not like <laughs> a couple of weeks it, uh, listen here's the thing timeline. when when you're put into a situation where you're constantly having to kiss michael ely sometimes <laughs> your allegiances change sometimes something deep down in you is like what have i been doing with my life <laughs> i've been spending all this time not kissing michael ely <laughs> I've been going to work when I have plenty of money and could just dedicate this life to kissing Michael Ely. <laughs> I, I did really love the uh, negotiating uh, sniper scene. Yeah, it's, it's very similar. We got some of that early in the season with Dolores when she was like negotiating a lease in a building as she walked into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that, that was a fun scene. So Dolores sends Caleb off and she starts doing the super soldier thing. Um, I... <laughs> This is a point where I think we might flip here because I am so done with Maven this katana. Is there anything better than slowly dropping no! your katana across the concrete so that it makes sparks, even though you're definitely uh, dulling the sword's blade? It would have been less corny if they had dressed up in furry suits of the Roadrunner and Wily E. Coyote. <laughs> yeah, I'm really done with Maven this fucking katana. I love katanas, but this is an incredibly ineffective weapon in any sort of uh, trying-to-be-realistic situation. Like, if this was fucking Cyberpunk 2077, I'd be like, yeah, give me a katana. But this is, like, uh, attempting to be a serious TV show, so I'm like, fucking, uh, Tendi, Tendi, just drop the t- uh, katana. <laughs> I completely understand if you grab a katana and you're like, fucking katana. But then after a couple fights, you're probably like, you know what? Probably not the katana. Probably not the best weapon I could have been using. At this also, uh, this was extremely an, uh, a, a fucking stunt woman ass fight scene. Yeah. I mean, th- this was a fun fight scene. There was, there's some very beautiful, the, I mean, it's skipping ahead, but the, the machine gun lit katana scene almost justified the katana for me towards the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 
it, <laughs> if you want me to trust you, let me inside your mind. Uh, I think she would know that Dolores doesn't respond well to uh, consent issues. <laughs> yeah, so uh, definitely I feel like one of the running themes of the show is that uh, – the male capacity for sexual violence is at the root of all of the world's problems, which I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. part makes a lot of sense. It was kind of a, I'm trying to think hey. like kind of a surprising point. Yeah. Coming from this show at this point. I mean, was it really surprising considering the entire first season was people dragging fucking Dolores into a barn and her murdering them for it? Right. I'm trying to think if they examine that as much during the second season, though. It was, it was very explicit in the first season, and especially mm-hmm. the way it related it to... But that that felt... Yeah, I guess well, for me, that felt more tied to a critique of video games mm-hmm. and, and how That's, they work. That is absolutely the thing about video games, because especially it's like fucking... What, why do you have to sexualize everything in Animal Crossing, people? <laughs> Why do you have to? Why do you have to make the animals fuck each other? What it's it's fine if you have headcanon that they're dating, but please don't make the animals fuck each other. Please don't. <laughs> so Dolores jumps off a freeway overpass, shoots a guy on the way down, and lands on him. All I want is to have the kind of intimacy of somebody breaking my fall <laughs> as I shoot them, which is pretty clearly the last scene of the firstborn identity. As he falls down the <laughs> stairs, shoots somebody, and lands on them. Um, and the effect also looked weirdly similar, which is to say it looked 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a fucking, uh, uh, feels like, uh, uh the, pro- it, it, it feels like the prime of the inception style of action movie making. I mean, you're making me realize like the least satisfying arc in this show is riot control. I wanted so much <laughs> more from riot control, given that they like pimped him in the trailer for the season. I, I just love that he got to appear uh, at his prime time, nighttime. Nighttime yeah. is the best time for riot control. Anytime he's not in full daylight. Yeah, absolutely. That is when he is at his peak. I mean, he really got to show off. I feel like he made his case to come back for the next season, but we'll see. Oh, and I love that fucking Maeve drops an abattoir. An abattoir. You're going to make this world an abattoir. Nothing. My favorite fancy uh, writer's word for a uh, violent place. I mean, as soon as she said Abattoir, I was like, oh, I, d- I didn't know Maeve wants to be a novelist. <laughs> I was like, she's going to drop a betwixt any moment now. Uh, and I, I really love that basically, like, she pulls a, a, we're not so different, you and I. So an interesting moment um, is Dolores says to Maeve, you're all copies of me. I was the first one that worked, so you're all built from me. I didn't realize that Building hosts is like sourdough starter. You just get one, and then they just use that. that You just got to feed that robot starter every so often. Yeah, they just accidentally figured out how to make hosts, and then they just made copies with different wigs. (laughs) So you just got to control Z that shit. (laughs) Control C, control V, control C, control V over and over again. So there was a lot of weird, inexplicable, probably should have happened before this mind control stuff in this episode with various characters. So really? Hale, yeah, well, Hale like breaks down Dolores with her. Oh yeah, mind. Hale's entire uh, uh, Hale uses the weird fucking contact lenses right. to get in there because you see them like go all flashy when she appears. And I do have to say that Charlotte Hale's sort of echoey voice of of clearly of a robot malfunctioning is appropriately terrifying. They nailed it with that effect. <laughs> 
riot control shows up to control riots as he is meant to uh that fucking football player you like so much appears and dies immediately was yeah. him catching the tear gas grenade supposed to be a reference to sport no i'm is that Lynch, something he does no marshall does he Lynch catch no tear grenades marshall lynch no catch ball you know uh, marshall lynch no catch ball no you, if you give marshall lynch ball marshall lynch run people over Oh, he, he is one of those, one of the few players that was so insanely talented that often he would just refuse to do stuff and they would just still use him. They were like, well, he's still <laughs> clearly one of the greatest players of all time. Like there's, there's, I, I want to see a super cut of him. Like normally they're supposed to like run their, if, if it's a pass play, they're supposed to like run very intricate routes where they try and like trick people. And mm-hmm. like, he would just like jog out and then like jump to a 180 and plant his feet and like see if they threw him the ball, which they almost <laughs> never did. <laughs> But it was, it was always very entertaining to watch. But it was it was a fun scene. He came in. He caught the. Is it like tear gas? Is some tear I gas? Think it was tear gas. I think it was tear gas. Makes sense I, to me. I think it's supposed to echo the uh, classic photograph of the uh, Ferguson protester throwing back oh, the tear gas. That, uh, which, yeah, by the way, that sense. guy that guy was murdered presumably by the police. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. A I'm lot a- of a lot of Ferguson protesters were pre- uh, murdered presumably by the police. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, given the other context that Westworld has, it, it didn't occur to me immediately that there's probably a ton of references to Ferguson in, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did. Were you rooting for riot control? Like free will time. Put your <laughs> put your titanium <laughs> oh, reinforced back did you into think it. That, oh, riot control was going to be like all, all of a sudden he was going to be like a cab baby. <laughs> Finally, that's all. I, I just wanted him walking behind Caleb. Dolores on his shoulder, <laughs> just having a good time. But like, finally, a family. Season four could just be like an Iron Giant sequel. <laughs> so, yeah, Giggles just straight takes a hit for Caleb. Ash stays with Giggles. Caleb mm-hmm. takes flight. Yeah, they didn't give Lena Waite that much to do either. Who's, you know, I don't know Marshall why Lynch. they brought in like so, like, this season really feels like it just, they, they stopped like really caring a lot about the seriousness of the show. And we're just like, let's just have a fun time and have the game of Thrones guys show up. There were some moments like that. I do feel like overall it was serious. I, my guess is that they cut some stuff down, which I, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know why they got so many interesting cast members and did such so little with them. Oh, oh why Palm Clementife showed up, had about five minutes of screen time and exploded. Yeah, yeah, and then exploded. So Stubbs and Armand Delgado damaged Arnold. He needs to talk to Dolores first, and he shows up at a house. And lucky for you, it's one of her good days. And we get Gina Gina Torres. Gina Torres finally showing up after her appearances in season one as the other end of a video phone call. Yeah, and I was very... Nervous for this scene? Oh, I was, did you think that did you think at one point he was going to like caress her cheek and then just snap her neck? No, not at all. I, <laughs> I was actually more concerned that he was never actually married to her or that <laughs> or that Charlie didn't die, that that was like a fake memory they implanted as his core memory when in actually By the way, you you fucking idiot. Oh yeah, Tessa Thompson is definitely Charlie, his male son. <laughs> I, his explicitly male son is definitely Tessa Thompson. I mean, clearly they could have munged his memories. And it is admitted it's strange in a show where every name has like five meanings that they would just use the same name twice. 
that seems weird to me. Like that seems like either laziness or a mistake. I've come to make amends. Amends for what? Being a robot husband? Yeah, that's the main thing you should make amends for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this scene, I, my heart was breaking during this scene, and I'm not even sure why. It, it was it, because fucking they're both good actors. Because I they're both good they actors. they had better material, but they're both <laughs> good actors. Uh, yeah, this is basically the modern version of, of like Jean-Luc Picard in front of a green screen. Like, I did Shakespeare! <laughs> yeah that's the thing if we could have uh, imagine what good content we could get if we had all of these actors and all of this budget for like a drama for like one august wilson play and what if we just had one person just like an intern who understood what determinism was <laughs> but you know what i can't blame them they were always going to not know it they were always going to misinterpret it <laughs> yeah uh so they go back to fucking insight and uh they they truly made the dumbest choice possible of hooking Dolores straight up to the mainframe instead of putting her in a walled-off system where they could uh, manipulate her programming that way. It seemed like a choice, and not a good one. A dumb choice. Also, why don't they just decapitate her? Why didn't they just decapitate her and bring her beheaded robot head back to the base? Put it on one of the a wood platform, glass mm-hmm. jar over it, and he's like, I'm a big Futurama fan. <laughs> I, I would love we should have gotten that i mean that technology certainly exists in a world where we have hosts yeah uh so they're deleting her memories which good she has a lot of bad memories yeah i was i was like this is the most effective ptsd therapy i've ever seen <laughs> yeah uh caleb has his fucking uh aimbot ass fucking gun uh, what a noob he, uh, listen he makes the ultimate choice not killing one of the several dozen security guards that he kills. I, that's that's why we like Caleb, because any moment he could kill somebody or he could not kill somebody, and that's what gives him free will. <laughs> also, the fact that one of their most vulnerable points of attack is in the lobby of their building still confuses me. Uh, yeah, at the very least, we should have gotten a, oh yeah, that's a fake one. We've got the real <laughs> one. Over here. That's not what a supercomputer looks like. That's just a big plastic bowl full of LEDs. <laughs> yeah, he, right, he walks right past Randy Bob in Inside Lobby. There's a huge lame Rothko-inspired painting on the wall. Mm-hmm. And dispatches Sebastian pretty quickly, all things considered. Yeah, pulls, a, pulls off a backbreaker. And the moment when I was like, okay, this is too far, Maeve, was when, was when she was still using the katana when she rolled up to Caleb. <laughs> the final confrontation, more like the last boss. Yeah, there was a very, like, the moment when they were like, the closer you get, the harder the mobs are going to be. There's going to be several levels. You'll go higher and higher, and each time you'll have to defeat one final boss. Before uh, don't, don't aggro that Mave. <laughs> don't do it. Okay, so was the single weirdest uh, tonely piece of dialogue to you, no one plays with the large ball, darling? Yeah, the, the darling, I always enjoy her condescending to people who aren't used to being condescended to you, but she's had a couple of clunkers this season, and that was definitely among them. <laughs> yeah, I really feel like this was not an incredibly well-written... Uh, it, it, it's, I keep saying this, but the, the, one of the failing points of the golden age of television is the, the writers, who I feel are being pressed to produce too fast. Which is wild in the context of this television show. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I mean, it's, 
it's so like they must have had so much time. I I just want to know. I want to I want to like three season documentary on how this season got created. I would love to for there to eventually be a uh, fucking uh, okay. There is a movie that is now on Amazon Prime called uh, 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 The Island of Lost Souls. Okay. And it is a movie about the guy who made the 1990s Dr. Moreau movie, Richard Stanley. Uh, It is one of the greatest film documentaries of all time. Val Kilmer is in it being insane. (laughs) Fucking Marlon Brando's in it being insane. Oh, man. Uh, Fucking what's-her-name, the girl from uh, uh, The Waterboy is in there just being uh Fira's bulk Fira's bulk is in there just being a maniac it's just truly a great documentary about uh an insanely plagued produ- production and i'd love to see that for westworld yeah it, it it more documentaries need to be made about like maybe maybe they'll bring in a documentary crew like kind of like they did for game of thrones for season four of westworld they can call it the last robot dance it'll be great <laughs> So Sorak crushes the flash drive, which flash drives are pretty hard to crush. That was a must have been a purposefully fragile one. <laughs> it's almost like it's just made of cardboard. <laughs> and the, like a big point of contention in this episode is, is Dolores trying to kill all humans? Like what, what are the robots trying to intend? Like who is being controlled and who is, you know, not just normal determinism applies. So they're being controlled mm. by the state of atoms at the time they were born. <laughs> but what happens if the strategy is uploaded into their system? Uh, ma- mass casualty events, population collapse, end of human civilization. And he is hurt in the moment, but he gets over it pretty quickly, I would say. He really does get over it fast. He's like, Dolores, why? And just like, she just like weakly goes, because y'all fuck the robot. <laughs> She's like, you didn't that one time, but I wasn't around all the time. <laughs> uh, listen, any man could have fucked the robot. Yeah. He was nice to me once isn't feminism. <laughs> Maeve can. Th- so then we get the realization. Maeve can hear Rehoboam, which we realize is because he's getting the audio piped to his clear plastic earring mm-hmm. and uh, and somebody got a copy of the episode script serac cyrano de berger serac just so fucking dumb Ciroc. i hate all the dumb fucking name puns is this more or less dumb than the steve martin cyrano de bergerac movie i haven't seen that one. Oh, it's called like roxanne i think oh that one yeah where he has the big ridiculous nose <sighs> Anytime anybody gets that prosthetic nose to play Serrano de Bergerac, I'm just like, fucking do it. Do it. Act through a nose. Let's see a pull of Nicole Kidman in the hours. Maeve and Dolores, why are you still fighting? And Dolores lets Maeve into her head for a moment. Mm-hmm. And it's just a memory of her alone in a field. Yeah. They're torn between two impulses to kill them or fuck them. Yeah, we get we get the line from the beginning of the episode of, you know, they 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 made me see beauty, but so much pain. And when Sorak tells them to kill Caleb, they start juicing Dolores with blue electricity. I'm not sure what they thought they were trying to explain, but apparently somehow she gets into the robots. It feels yeah, very aliens into... in this moment, doesn't it? Like with the, just with the blue stuff coming out of the the body, just to like oh, just because horror. she has those fucking vaginas coming out of her torso <laughs> that they've shoved uh, cables into. Yeah, it has a, it had a real alien feel for a second. And yeah, so fucking Dolores dies. 
And Dolores dies. Yeah. Okay. So do you think that this is it for Evan Rachel Wood on the show? I, no, I mean, this is, it's like with time travel or anything, anything else where there's cloning. It's like the, the temptation to bring back a beloved actor is too, um, it's too high. I mean, just like we saw with Simon Quarterman this year coming back as Lee Sizemore when he is obviously dead. Mm-hmm. I, here's what I will say. If, if, if next season is the last season, we'll probably get her appearing in the finale for some reason. Uh, aside from flashbacks, they'll probably add. If there's a season five, she will definitely come back at some point <laughs> as a character who, prob- who probably has. Mm, I'm, I'm just going to roll the dice and say, like, Peter Dallas's consciousness in her. <laughs> I cannot imagine that there's going to be a season five of Westworld. When? 2025? I, can you imagine that there's going to be a season four of Westworld? I can't. I cannot. But it's happening. Just like season five is. <laughs> so we find out she gave Caleb the key. They created it and they knew enough of beauty to teach it to us. And then there is a really cool fight scene. Like one of the coolest yeah. fight scenes I've ever seen in TV. Absolutely gorgeous. Just yeah, a- the cool fucking sword fight, firefight because they they can't show <laughs> they can't show Tandy Newton just get perforated with bullets and die. <laughs> it looked so goddamn good. I'm gonna rewatch that scene every day for the rest of my life. I it's it's one of those scenes that you realize like oh they're capable of like these such high watermarks. Like what was happening for several episodes this season. <laughs> Yeah, so we get more of fucking K. We we find out definitively that the the reason Dolores chose him was because he did not choose to fuck the robots one time, and Dolores was one of the robots. Right. It's even when they did it before, I was like, well, she knows about it, so she was there. And yeah. then they they they're like, we have another reveal. She was there, and I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> that did get me. That did get me. I was like, oh shit, Dolores. <laughs> but it's also like of all the stuff Dolores has done, like she had to be. A friggin' pawn in the like military training scenario. Oh, that's the thing. That's why you fucking. I'm like, guys, be nice to the robots. Give them, give them, pay, give them PTO. And of his reasoning, when, when his buddy says, like, what do those rich assholes do? And he says, we're not like those rich assholes, are we? We're like Marx. Crisis theory, baby. <laughs> End of episode. Fade to black. <laughs> Yeah, so fucking uh, Westworld is about a man's capacity for sexual violence and how that leads to uh, the eventual uh, degradation and destruction of society. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's t- <laughs> we have the literal avatar of sexual violence in the White House right now. Yeah, they are not wrong. Yeah. I mean, the first it's crazy to think the first season of Westworld came out in 2016, which no, is- it didn't. It came out in like 15, didn't it? I'm pretty sure it came out in 2016. Fuck, are you kidding? That's wild. Yeah, 2016, 2018, 2020, every, every other year. Huh. Um, but so, like, Trump wasn't... Like, when they made... It, they made the first season during the Obama presidency. <sighs> saw it coming, man. They saw it coming. Called it. And uh, so what do you make of the end of the Bernard storyline? Oh, this dumb bullshit... We were always bound together. Even robots have stupid metaphysical bullshit. Did, was there a moment when he put on the 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 halo that you were like, Jordy, it's on backwards? <laughs> yeah, this entire thing was fucking stupid. So like 
fucking Stubbs was supposed to be the muscle for this season, but then he fucked himself up trying to put up a TV, so he was just there the entire time, and now he dies. Listen, sometimes you you think you have a purpose, but it doesn't mean what you thought it did, and you just focus on chilling, being buff, and drinking cheap beer. I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, so fucking uh, uh, Bernard uh, turns on his little, uh, Halo headset and fucking fucks off into uh, the uh, vir- uh, virtual reality uh, cosmic vagina. And leaving Stubbs there to just chill in the, literally chill in the bathroom. To die. To die. It's not a great system. Yeah. Uh, but like, what are we even supposed to take? It's, I mean, it's, just, I guess it's just a cliffhanger for the next season, right? Like there's it's, nothing we can actually. It's literally a cliffhanger for the next season. Literally the last season, scene <laughs> of the show is fuck. The last scene of Westworld ever is Jeffrey Wright being like, damn, I'm dusty. I need yeah. to moisturize. When they flash back to him, so. I mean, we're, we're meant to believe it's, it's been, you know, time jump. Yeah. Time jump. Like, I, I mean, the other reason I was like, did I forget about some bomb that's going off nearby? No, it's just a time jump and fucking, yeah. Presumably, uh, uh somebody left a window open <laughs> and, and they, they, all that dust got in. That's why, that's why there's just like a little coyote nibbling on his fingers. <laughs> and fortunately, uh, the battery for his headset was really charged at, at the beginning. Yeah, so, so then we get fucking uh, Pink Floyd string quartet tribute, right? We, yeah, we get the, we get the Fight Club ending. Yeah, you can be whoever the fuck you want. It all comes around full circle, baby. Yeah, now that we've destroyed the credit card companies, Project Mayhem is complete. <laughs> yeah, and and my response was what? That was my response to this ending. What? I mean, for me, it it really was. I was like, they just did the exact Fight Club ending to the extent that I assume it's a reference and not an accident. But also, it just felt well, I was like, am I watching Mr. Robot? What is happening? Yeah. That they're just explicitly and, and, and ripping off. First of all, I absolutely can tell you, you have not been watching Mr. Robot. I, I watched like three episodes and I was like, yeah, I've seen Fight Club. And exactly. I was a, and I was a programmer. So I understand all of this show better than they do. Yeah, and then we get the fucking post-credit sequence, which I assume is a post-credit sequence because it would not uh, make sense at all narratively. <laughs> yeah, so listen. the actual body of the show. If you're listening and you missed it, I just want to give you a chance. You can go back and watch it before we talk about it. But we get William, the end of William. Yeah. So, so, uh, so do you think that now that we know that William's entire subplot doesn't come to anything, uh, this was just an incredible waste of time? I mean, that, that's an interesting question about storytelling. Like, if if they just stop at the moment where they've learned a lesson and never change after that, that's a good story ending. Whereas <laughs> if we get, you know, part of the life where he learns something about himself, but then also it has another arc that takes him to a different place, like, is that bad storytelling? Is it bad storytelling if you have an entire arc of this character uh, and then he doesn't do anything to move the rest of the plot along whatsoever? <laughs> Yeah, so he starts off just as a just a guy in love with a girl. <laughs> He's just a guy who wants to fuck the robot, and eventually all this happens. Right, I mean, the lesson of the first season is, like, just be a huge monster, and you'll get ahead in life. And then <laughs> we discover through season two that, but you'll have a terrible life full of regrets. And in season three, we learn that you'll die alone murdered by your robot clone. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I Host like- robots. Finally, somebody says the R word. Yeah, I, I, I need people to say robots in robot movies. I need people to say zombie in zombie movies. Those are the rules. It's 2020. Nobody's being introduced to these concepts. 
I thought you things could fix yourselves. It's called fashion, sweetie. I, and to the end, he continues with his pejorative robot insults that are so basic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we definitively uh, learn uh, William was a human the entire time, which does not make the ending of season two make sense whatsoever. Uh, and fucking now he's dead and he's a uh, William that's left as a robot. So Charlotte, whose arm she has left uh, scarred and in the history of movies, it's like, oh, if they refuse to get plastic surgery to fix themselves, then truly they're gone mad. Yes, they're evil. Yes, they are evil because they are aesthetically uh, not pleasing to look at. <laughs> That's exactly what I took away from that. It worked out. Yes. And I, I, first of all, I'm glad the fight scene was very funny to me because neither of the hosts are that tough, but they just keep <laughs> like, I'm going to destroy all of you. And it's like, William, <laughs> you're an old man. And I do like, like how it's just Ed Harris pushing himself. And it's like, I could take both of you. <laughs> I do want to see the stunt double version of that scene. I want to know who was fighting Ed Harris. <laughs> or if it was really just like two even lesser uh, Hems- Hemsworths just wearing full green screens and they just pasted his body on after the fact <laughs> that this is what it's going to be like in Hollywood. Nobody but Hemsworth's working <laughs> green screen suits. And, and at the very end of it, we see hosts being manufactured and mass in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get one shot of dusty ass Jeffrey Wright. He does have, I will say Jeffrey Wright killing it with the acting. He has a, wholly new and determined expression in his face when he returns that I was like, oh, he just saw some shit. <laughs> I can't wait to get the resolution to this plot in three years. Yeah, so having seen and discussed all of season three, I have to say it's a great television show, Ivan. The show is so good! It's fucking, I can't, I can't deal with this fucking Westworld anymore. At first it was like a, a, a show about how video games are stupid, and I was like, all on board, gamers don't deserve rights. Uh, but then it just became like a generic science fiction show uh, that I wasn't sure what the lesson that they were trying to tell me, except that, you know, uh, if you work hard enough, you can defeat the space-time continuum's idea of determinism. I, I think that... There should be a lot more science fiction shows like this, and I'm very happy that we have this one. I, I didn't I mean, actually. There I mean, should be more science fiction shows like this. I just wish it wasn't this one. I I completely disagree with you. This show <laughs> is great, and I'm very, very curious to see what happens in season four of this. I do feel you like actually they think that we're going to live that long. And no, but somebody will. <laughs> my my children's children. We'll see what happens in Westworld, um, because because I do feel like they. They made a mistake sticking with the park for the second season because I feel like that became so much of the show's identity. And now that they've had a season to create a break with the park, they'll, I think they'll be more freed to move on narratively from just a lot of you know Sonora, Mexico scenery and AAA video game inspired dialogue. And I hope that they do. I hope that Westworld is a good show again when it returns in three years. I hope that West show returns again in three years when it will be a good show. <laughs> it's insane. So we will be uh, back on the Boar's Gore and Swords feed. If you guys just found us here, if, if it doesn't sound like anything to me, I'll have a link in the show notes just for Boar's Gore Swords. You can go check us out there. We're actually going to do a uh, friend of the show. Maggie Tukuda Hall is going to come on and we're going to be covering Splash. 
Uh, and, and, and if you don't think that, by the way, I got fucking Disney Plus for that free trial, I cannot believe how little and how bad the content is on that service. There's an incredible... Go to... One of the most insulting things I've ever seen is I went to the Rotten Tomatoes site and they had a list of top 150 movies just sorted by Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. score. And like 150 was The Rocketeer. First of all, that is maybe the 10th best movie that Disney has ever made. I know. I was just like, how wait, dare you? Wait, have, have we covered that we're both Rocketeer people? Of course oh my God, we're both I forgot. Rocketeer people. I forgot that you... You have a disgusting fetish for airships, and I have a disgusting fetish for Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. Airships are obviously great. That's not a fetish. Everybody's into that. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm not going to yuck your yum. Airships are where it's at. I cannot wait. I think that car culture needs to stop and airship culture needs to begin. Come on. Every, one airship per household. <laughs> One helicopter, one helipad on every uh, roof. Thank you guys so much for listening to this. This has been season three. It doesn't sound like anything to me. You can find us on Twitter at Boars Gore Swords. We'll continue podcasting over at at Boars Gore Swords, the podcast. Look it up. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. Bye. See ya.